and welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. How are you thinking, friends? Last week, we discussed the need to protect our belief system as we seek to think biblically. I love this topic. This week and next week, we will look at how we put off our thoughts and then put on the mind of Christ. The scripture for today's episode is taken from Colossians 3, verse 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. You know, putting off things is not quite as easy as putting things on. I mean, take weight, for instance. It is so hard to take weight off, but man, so easy to gain. Can I get an amen? Or let's talk about stopping bad habits. This is like those New Year's resolutions that you make and break within a day, right? But Paul is talking about a new way of thinking. This is more than just trying to convince ourselves by willpower or by a good deed. This is like a heart transplant, or perhaps better described as a brain transplant, where we truly learn to think differently. This new paradigm is the kingdom of God. It is not something we can achieve on our own, but it is something we are given and can learn to walk in. Notice Paul says that this putting off has already taken place. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. You know, we've practiced evil all our days, friends. That might seem kind of abrupt, but it's the gospel according to self. Our views, our way of thinking needs a complete overhaul. Satan operates in deception, keeping us bound in negative mindsets. And so, just as we have practiced thinking the wrong way since day one, we will need to practice shifting our thinking as we align our lives, our will, and our thoughts with Christ's. Again, more than just a mental decision, this is a moment of repentance, or shall I say many moments by moments by moments of repentance. We can't think like Christ in the flesh. The flesh and the spirit are contrary to one another. But we can admit our need and ask God to help us to think and act as He would. So this putting off is not a religious deed. It is not just following a creed. Peter 3, 1 Peter 3, 21 tells us what baptism accomplished. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is then Christ's righteousness alone that enables us to think higher and be righteous. It is our hope in the finished work of Christ on the cross that helps us to rise above our sinful nature and thoughts. Christ came as a sin offering on our behalf. Romans 8 has become one of my favorite passages or chapters in the Bible. It is so rich with truth about this new change of mindset that Christ offers to us. Just going to read to you from Romans 8, verses 1 through 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I got to stop there for a second. (laughs) I can hear some of you just saying, man, I wish I could really live into that reality. Because you know what? Christians condemn Christians. We condemn ourselves in our own minds. That is if we are walking in the earthly mindset. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation. 
Can you walk in that, friends? For the law, the spirit of life, has set you free, already done, in Christ Jesus, from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, or the fleshly mindsets, I'll add that, but according to the Spirit. For those who living according to the flesh, I'm sorry, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Christ came in our likeness to give us His likeness. Such an incredible sacrifice was not meant to just be a religion. It is a relationship. And this means that we learn to put off the flesh and walk in the Spirit. There's been an exchange, y'all. Our sinfulness was paid for by our Savior, who became in our likeness like a sin offering on our behalf. So we have something that we do to participate in this incredible gift. We have to put off our flesh. So how do we do that while we still reside in the flesh? Great question. We often have limited understanding about putting off. We think it means we will be denied pleasure, you know? We kind of want to just do whatever the minimum is that we can still kind of have our way, have our cake, eat it too. But there are things we want to put off. And if we really understand what sin and the flesh do to us, we would want to put off the flesh like a hot potato. Let's talk about something we probably all want to put off. That's one of the fleshly mindsets. Put off worry. There are a lot of do not lets in scripture. Part of putting off the flesh is choosing to not let ourselves be worried. Anyone want to put off worry? Can I get an amen? John 14 verse 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You see, there's this belief that we often take for granted. We don't realize that the mindsets we are choosing of worry, of fear, of you name it, are all belief system. We talked about belief system last week and the need to protect it, but what we are believing is forming our mindset. Are you going to believe what God says about you or what your mind says about you? We see this again with another scripture that says to put off anxiety, which is very similar to worry. They're very related. Philippians 4 verse 6, do not be anxious about anything but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, I got a confession. When I first was learning this verse, I don't know, 30 years ago, you know, it sounds so pie in the sky, and you think to yourself, sure, okay, I'm not going to be anxious because I'm just going to pray and supplicate and be thankful about it. Amen. And that is unbelief, is what that is. God is prescribing something for us. And, and we often look at it from a distance and think, I don't know how I can do that. Ah, uh, I wish I could. 
But God wouldn't say to do it if we couldn't. You see, it's not in our own flesh. It's not in our own strength. But it is of our own volition, positioning ourselves to say, God, uh, I'm bringing this anxiety to you, God. I don't even know how to pray, God. I give you, Lord, my life. Father, if it be your will, can you remove this anxiety from me? Can you help me to trust you, God? Can you help me to believe in your promises and not to look at all that surrounds me that is so overwhelming? God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity right now for you to meet me in this place of anxiety and to remove it from me. You see, when we look at Philippians 4, 6, we often don't believe it before we even try it. But who wouldn't want to put off anxiety or worry, right? We have a choice. In fact, Scripture commands us to not give in to anxiety. In one breath, we might feel this is impossible, but that is unbelief, friends. Choosing to let go of anxiety is choosing Christ's peace instead. It is choosing to believe what God says about you and what He promises you instead of what your own mind or heart or this world say about you. Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Our thinking has clouded out God's thinking. We might say, I can't stop being anxious. You might say, you don't understand the burdens I'm bearing or the real fear I'm facing. Let's think about that statement. I might not be carrying your burdens, nor you carrying mine. You don't know how many inhalers I had to do before doing this podcast episode. The COVID, the pneumonia, the skin cancer, all this past month, an onslaught against me in the work of God. But I will not cave to fear. And I do know someone who fully understands and counts every single tear you have. God understands, God knows, God sees everything. If he says not to worry or be anxious, he's able to help us to do that. But you know, his invitation is not harsh. It's not a legalistic thing. There's no judgment. We judge one another so much, don't we? His invitation is a place of sweet surrender where we admit that we cannot handle this life apart from God. You know, we tend to reason away God's thoughts with unbelief, friends. We need to put off unbelief. We need to put off doubting what God's promising. So I think we would all want to put off anxiety, worry, and unbelief. But there's also evil from other sinful patterns in our lives that are clearly defined as sin in Scripture, the old way of thinking and acting. We put off so that we can put on incredible freedom, joy, and abundant life, which we'll be focusing on next week. We seek to put off things that displease God and that, oh, by the way, hurt us too. So this putting off is putting off our view, our sin, anything that is not what Christ would put on. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 reminds us to get rid of bitterness and a bunch of other stuff. Let's read it. Get rid of all bitterness. Okay, yeah, that means even that person that really bugs you. Yep. And rage and anger, brawling and slander every form of malice. Okay, that kind of covers us all, don't you think? Verse 32 tells us, we're going to be looking at this next week, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgive you. 
You see, that's what we'll be able to put on, but we can't put that on if we really haven't let go and gotten rid of the junk that weighs us down. We're also told in Scripture to get rid of idols. 1 John 5.21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. We've got to put off idols. We've got to put off gossip. We've got to put off sin. We've got to put off anxiety. We've got to put off a lot because we have been burdened in this world with earthly thinking that has corrupted our mindsets. You know, idols sound sort of foreign to us, right? But maybe not so much. What do you think about the most? What do you spend the most money on? You might start to see what is the most important to you. Colossians 3 verse 5 illumines what modern day idolatry can look like as well. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So if we are saying, ah, I don't worship idols, I don't got like some little wooden statue that I'm bowing down to, well, I'm happy to hear that. Um, But I dare say we all have idols that we've got to put off. We've got to put it off. You have an unkind thought about someone, you put that off. How do you do it? You say, Jesus, help me. I'm sorry, God, I repent. Help me to pray for my uh, people who are against me. And then we need to put off loving materialism and money, which are also idolatry. We got to get rid of the love of money. Hebrews 13, verse 5, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, if we do not put off, friends, we cannot put on. And so this week, again, I'm focusing on the need to put off idols, put off sin, put off mindsets that are contrary to how God has told us to think. So friends, this week, I just wanted us to think about how significant it is that we put off things that cause us to drift from the mind of Christ. Again, putting off is not a good work. It is something we do as we abide in Christ, repent of our thinking, and put on God's thinking. Next week, we will look at what we need to put on and how we do that. We're learning how to make up our mind, friends, one thought at a time, which becomes one mindset at a time. And hey, guys, Make Up Your Mind is now available for pre-order. We would like to give you some freebies if you pre-order. If you go on to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y, backslash, and it's transform-your-mindset. And those are all capitalized, capital T, transform, dash, capital Y, your, dash, capital M, mindset. And the link will be in the show notes as well. And we would love to give you some free gifts, a free ebook about finding refuge in the mind of Christ, along with seven days of a personal devotion from me, right to your inbox to help you shift your thinking, and a really special Lord's Prayer, Praying with the Mind of Christ ebook, incorporating the mind of Christ in each of the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer. You can also take the mindset quiz to discover which negative mindset you might be struggling with, and that's bit.ly slash mindset dash battle dash quiz. And lastly, we'll be taking participants in our book launch team in March. That link will be out soon. We'd love to have you join us as we launch Make Up Your Mind into the World. Fun prizes and freebies and swag are part of the fun. So friend, until we meet again, may God grant you grace to put off what hinders your thought life, being like Christ's. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 